0: Welcome to the Metal Hummer podcast, episode 19. What a few days it has been. Ellen Luke, how the hell are you? And Now that, now that I've gone into podcast voice mode, I can hear how screwed my voice is. Jesus. Yeah, my, how you feeling?
1: my throat's been quite sore. I've been <clears> throat> necking throat> straps all the last couple of days, but what a weekend.
0: What a weekend. We are still probably fairly safe to say... A little hungover, a little rusty around the edges I want to go to bed <laughs> From what was by many accounts um, One of the greatest Golden Gods nights we've ever had uh, Monday night of course It was the Golden God Awards at the Indigo in London And my god, what a night Thank you for everyone that came out to support us and The vibe in the room was just brilliant all night long to start off with um, The crowd was so into everything that happened It was just, it was what a vibe
1: yeah, it was a really amazing vibe, and uh, I think people were so excited to see all the bands that were playing at the awards, obviously Carpenter Brute, Sugar, Baroness, Parkway Drive,
0: drive Merkur, yeah, Merco was very cool, Carpenter Brute kind of kicked things off, uh, really cool to see a lot of people obviously experiencing them for the first time, that was, you know, kind of why we wanted to put them on, because we think it's an exciting thing for the scene what they're doing, uh, and you could see, you could see a lot of kind of amusement turning into, oh, okay, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think people slowly got it because it sort of the lights went down, then a drummer came out, and then I think they then the guitarist and then the Carpenter Brut himself, I guess, the the electronic man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it took a while to finally to get going, I think. But, yeah, but when it kicked off, I think people, yeah, like you say, they got it. And yeah, it wasn't necessarily the moshiest performance as we saw that night. But I think people were getting it and started drinking yeah. it was a lovely time and he's, he's a lot in of the...
1: chat about it as well I spoke to a Skindred before they came on and uh, they were kind of like oh you know I've heard about Carpenter Brew we've mm-hmm. heard that it's 80s don't really know anything about it so there was a little bit of a buzz
0: yeah definitely a yeah, buzz band and I know that they're back in uh, they've just announced dates for like October I think oh cool mm-hmm. and um, I think the similar size venues across the country that they're doing but in London they're doing the Forum which is like a 2000 cap venue so that is a real explosive thing that's going on there you know where you heard about it first we're very excited about <laughs> well it well done man <laughs> you uh, broke Carpenter <laughs> yeah um, and then yeah I mean well, should we go through the bands that played first and then we'll get to the awards yeah, oh, yeah. so sure. after, after Carpenter it was um, sugar <sighs> mate Don't Do Bad Gigs Came on a little quiet at first, maybe, but then yeah. someone realised and turned it the hell up, and it got it got loud. <laughs> yeah, I that was I that was, that was on the floor
2: for when uh, Meshuggah came on. I was be like, oh, it's a bit quiet. But then, like you say, someone obviously was snoozing and noticed, and, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it got way heavier, way more intense. And yeah, like you say, Meshuggah just don't do bad shows. And seeing them play to a, a much smaller crowd than they used to is, you yeah, know, always a good thing.
0: Yeah, and also to be fair, you mentioned that Carpenter Brit wasn't the the mushiest. Uh, crowd there, but when Mashura came on, it was like someone who chucked a grenade into the middle of that. Yeah. Bit. It, went, <laughs> it went off. It was wild. You never quite know what crowd you're going to get at Golden Gods because you know a lot of people are tired from the weekend, a lot of them to download. Uh, obviously, it's kind of an award show as well, so it's slightly different vibe for a usual gig. But it's fair to say that uh, people didn't come to play. No, <laughs> and it was probably the busiest I've seen Golden Gods. It was what? packed, yeah. it was packed yeah. yeah, again, in fact, we'll we'll keep doing this through the show because it was such a great vibe. But thank you to everyone who yeah. properly came and ran a lot and of you turned moved. up. It was brilliant. Um, Baroness, just gorgeous, emotional, uh, heartfelt music. Like, just one of the best bands in the universe, I thought. It's not easy to follow Sugar, but I think they did it quite splendidly.
2: With Mirka in the middle? You missed out? Oh, uh, Mirka, of course. Oh, yeah, because that was
0: weird. Yeah, because Mirka came and did like a kind of very brief acoustic set. A little interlude. In Mirka terms, means, um, I think it's like Mercure. Oh. Mirker yeah. J- Jaster made a point oh shout out me- shout out host Meeker. Jamie Jaster by the way blinding job yeah, as always yeah, yeah. Great job. Um, what do you I say we
1: laugh. I think it's
0: Mirker I think compare yeah. the Mirker Jamie Jaster's Instagram <laughs> story on the night was him in mur- Murky um, uh, debating how to say it um, so yeah apologies if I got that wrong I'm very tired but, um, <laughs> uh, but she yeah, was great. yeah yeah it was cool it, yes Luke was right it wasn't Baroness straight away it was sugar who came in just blew the building to bits and then Murcia came on and did a kind of acoustic set which for her means like there's a cellist on stage she's banging the big kind of drum thing don't know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of drum that is the big like tribal yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I know um, doing the kind of uh, high end kind of screeching shrieking thing she does it, it was different and a lot of people were kind of like what the hell's going on here?" Yeah. a lot of yeah, people yeah. into it though I think
2: because she's still she's underground artist but a lot of people there were getting what she was about and mm-hmm. and why it fit into our world because what she did really was not a metal performance in any way you know it, but it was I think everyone was sort of got it
0: yeah totally and then it did go on to Baroness of course as I did say um, yeah just again another brilliant band I think a nice change of pace for the night um, they played mostly purple stuff I don't know if they played much off any other album actually but um like Shock Me is just yeah. one of the most gorgeous songs of the last few years and it just it really filled the room and I like the kind of stuff they had where they were projecting little the little um like silhouettes and effects across the crowd that are really, really nice. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, John's voice is just amazing.
0: Like
2: whenever you see him or see Baroness sing like he play on Shock Me especially, yeah. Baroness is just wicked,
0: aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But the voice is going, What is wrong <laughs> I know. with this all? I got know. New <laughs> I don't know. It's been wild. Uh, that all said, I mean, three brilliant artists we just talk about there. And uh, and I think it's testament to how healthy the scene is that a lot of people, when we announced My Sugar, I didn't realize a lot of people assumed they were headlining. Yeah, yeah Before yeah, we so actually okay, did announce the headliners Just for My
1: Sugar, and we're just talking about My Sugar all night. i are just super stoked for My Sugar. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, so we we obviously will get to the venue early, a uh, couple of hours or so before doors open. We walk in and we see Parkway's drum set on this small, I mean, not small, but very by that stand a very intimate stage and it already looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. When the initial wrap of all, well, the final wrap of awards finished, um they brought on more stuff. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> this is going to get ridiculous. And honestly, if you were in that room, I mean, we've been watching Parkway for 10 years and I never think I'm going to be able to go they were better than I thought they would be because you just always think they're going to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. That was like out of control yeah. it's stupid out of fucking control what was it five or six songs
2: they did So they yeah. did six songs um and it's got better like yeah. more fire more you know what's the word ferocity yeah. i suppose and yeah it just yeah just what a band like, it's ridiculous like, the day they announced their headlining at alexandra palace is the day they play to what a thousand people at the golden Girls. Yeah. it would have been it's amazing mental. without
1: the fire and without the drum but they just lifted it up that bit more it was just super exciting to see it starts to rotate and to see at the beginning the fireworks go off on top of the kit as well it's such a tiny place comparatively I
2: just burst out laughing as soon as that kit started spinning though because it was like you're watching on this fire and you're like this is a, this is really metal This is a lot of fun. Then the, uh, there's no like warning. The kit's gonna start spinning. It's not even. I think it's just during the verse. It just goes. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, the
0: fuck is going you know, on like, during the top in is... crushed, isn't it? That they first start. Do- or maybe the- no, that was when they set it on fire. So yeah, 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 Silly me. Yeah, they, they set the, they set the spinning drunk kit on fire as well. But the good thing about this is like it's by a by a distance the biggest set we've ever crammed into a Golden Gods yeah, yeah show. Yeah. Like by no one's ever tried to do that um, uh, an awards before really and that was amazing enough I think what really made the set really impact more emotionally was how kind of hard the band were going and like during the last song um, which was Bottom Feeder um, it just got to that kind of no mercy no like the break right near the end and Winston just went fuck it I'm getting in there and while all this other stuff is going on stage, he suddenly like jumps into the crowd crowd surfs right into the middle of it grabs everybody and then you just get this mad like visual of him like doing the no snap your neck to this like in the middle of about a thousand and a half people, all in their fucking minds. It was absolutely mind blowing.
1: I actually couldn't follow him in the crowd because it was all so chaotic. I was like, Yeah, I was like trying <laughs> to find him and <laughs> follow <laughs> the hands, Like
0: It was amazing. It was like, it was emotional. It was powerful. It was uh, like, we'd, It's hard to not sound like we're just banging our own jumps here, but it was beyond the doubt one of the all time great God sets. And like, I think just further proof that Parkway. Are one of the most exciting bands in metal in yeah. the 21st century. I know they say they they won an award that night, thoroughly deserved they as did. well. They do.
2: and it's yeah, they are one of the not one of the few bands, but one of the bands that are in the ascension now that I think deserve it absolutely you know, more than others.
0: So yeah, that was awesome. Thank you very much to them. Thank you to all the other bands that came down. Thank you to everyone that repped, uh, and thank you to all our winners as well. We'll just we'll run through all the winners now. Um, some of these public voted, some of these picked by the the good people at Metal Hammer magazine. Um, best New Band uh, Love Bites that's a bit of a kind of revolutionary thing going on down there we've discussed them before Japanese power metalers um, totally different vibe happening in the scene out there and they were stoked to come yeah, out yeah, they were that.
1: super happy to be in London as well they were just taking it all in and um, you know chatting with us and wanting to meet everybody and just it was really cool to see they were just super happy to be here and super happy to win
0: it was really cool and the, the, they they I mean it was a pretty close category overall it was one of the best categories we've had really there's loads of great bands on there Conjurer on their Lothar, on their Sleep Token Vizzy Goth like that's a good role caller band Um, but the response to Love Fights actually winning it was pretty wild like our socials blew up um, their fans are obviously extremely passionate about what they do and uh yeah exciting times won't be the last time you see Love Bites on a stage in that kind of nature I think over here well, the fact do, they're doing Bloodstock yeah, so I was they're doing Bloodstock i got
1: a good picture of them with Danny Filth on the night as well which is nice yes who
0: <laughs> thanks for the perfect segue oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, pre- <laughs> uh, Danny Filth came down to present uh, best underground band Walls in the Throne Room won that very well deserved yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations to them best British band again great category but never really any dealt with that album that Judas Priest are walking out right. with that what an album,
2: and I what obviously what a band anyway. But like that, Julius Piece are back on form now, and I'm so excited again. Bloodstock, I'm so excited for Julius it's Peace gonna and be ridiculous,
0: isn't it? Um, yeah, Ben Ward came out uh to, to do the honours because Priest couldn't attend because they're ripping it up across the Europe at the moment. Um, I, I don't know if he'll be to give that one back, really. <laughs> yeah. He's got a comment, he definitely wrong with did, it, yeah. It. He was, yeah. He was
1: sort of saying uh, that he was probably gonna take it home and keep it in his house and you know if they wanted to come over one day then uh, they could do and... hell yeah I mean, no, no
0: man knows how important British metal is than Ben Ward of Orange Goblin and they have a new album out this week which you should definitely listen to because they are one of the most important things in British metal uh, best international band uh, the votes went to Arch Enemy which I thought was very cool yeah a lot of people kind of assumed Marilyn Manson would take that but absolutely not Arch Enemy outvoted him yeah, um, stormed it. they They really energised their audience and stuff uh, and uh, again they weren't in, they weren't down to pick it up but they sent um, uh, Daniel Alanson's drummer drummer their drummer Daniel Alanson's brother Adrian who is an At The Gates legend of course and a splitting cradle of filth and all of that so he can down to pick it up that was pretty cool Lacuna Coil winning best live band um, a lot of that I think probably comes off that mad show they did earlier this year quite an unexpected probably. win though yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah you, 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 Lacuna Coil are massive and you sort of forget that but when you think of like a best live bands they're not a name that springs to mind but the public voted in their drums yeah I mean they
0: got a big crowd and like I said they did the kind of the circusy kind of Thing this year that got a lot of people very excited about them so I think it was just a good year for them to do it and yeah. they celebrated their was it 20th anniversary
1: 20th yeah that was with the circusy show I yeah, was, the them. point of doing it was having all the performers there and making a big deal out of it being their 20th anniversary very so.
0: very freaking cool congrats to them uh, Samirian won best independent label they brought the Betraying the Martyrs guys mm-hmm. down to pick that up that was nice yeah, as cool. done on today, so congrats to them uh, download best event um we'll get to this uh, when we actually do the review of download this year in a bit but um yeah very cool Just the absolute heartland of the English rock festival scene and you can't really argue with that though no not really Andy Coppin came down the man himself to pick up Um, he managed to get side stage to get out to pick up about two minutes before he was due out so that was quite interesting (laughs) a little bit of touch and go for backstage there but uh, yeah he gave a really great speech about how important the fans are to download so that was a really great moment so shout out Andy and download because they do truly amazing things for our scene Breakthrough one of the ones where you couldn't really see it being anyone other than Code Orange I think
1: Yeah, I think I don't think anyone was expecting anyone else to win. Really, as great as the other people in the category were, you can't dispute the fact that they've been nominated for a Grammy and they've been everywhere, and you know, the strength of the record as well. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Yeah. totally. The one that everyone's been talking about
0: over the past what eighteen months, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane. Jamie gave gave a video speech. uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) wearing a hockey mask. So there you go. Cheers, Jamie. Uh, uh, and yeah and then there were kind of a few hammer picked ones as well those were all the the fan ones thank you for voting everyone that voted we absolutely legitimately obliterated all previous records for the amount of votes that came in for this year's God so thank you very much Uh, and you could see how much it meant to the bands on stage so they really appreciate it as well Uh, Riff Lord uh, probably unsurprising to hear that we were all a bit proud of this one Mr Wes Borland uh, he was in um, (laughs) I can't remember what he was playing I want to say Austria maybe He's, t- he's played in Europe with Lip Biscuit anyway and uh, he made a little stopgap to come over and pick that up which was great um, literally wrote some of the riffs that got people of our generation and others into metal certainly nice my part. generation yeah. oh I didn't even mean that thanks <laughs> just, that didn't happen ruined it <laughs> but yeah very cool to see him on stage he was really happy about it uh, do you want to talk about Coyote on L they picked up the Global Metal Award that's a very cool story
1: yeah, they're from Lebanon, and they, we've featured them in the magazine before. Uh, they've obviously had to overcome a number of challenges to play heavy music. And again, um, they're sort of uh, residing in different countries now, in Amsterdam, and they had uh, a few friends kind of come in and play on the last record as well. So they were super appreciative to be in London and to be at the awards, and they were thanking all their friends and just a really cool group of guys who are really have pushed against the odds to make metal. And, you know, that's just that is the essence of it really isn't it
0: yeah it's, it's, a, it's a very important award and, and normally when we do global metal it, it doesn't tend to be a band that people in the crowd will have heard of but you know a lot of the times it ends up being the speech that people go most nuts for because when people realise how important it is to the band on stage and especially last night when they talked about like you said they, you know, they've escaped persecution, they've literally been arrested, yeah. they've been threatened with violence they've had to escape their own country just to make, just to make music that we all take for granted um, so it was a really great moment seeing them up on stage, they were really happy to win it Um, best album was Merkir which we just discussed (laughs) Uh, yeah richly deserved it was my album of the year personally and it was right up there in the overall hammer list um, last year in fact weirdly last year because of the time they came out across the kind of year period that both gods covers last year's album of the year was Mastodon which was number one in our interview list and this year's was Merkir which was number two so that's a nice bit of continuity there for you very nice yeah it works the system works. Um Spirit of Hammer, that was one of the best speeches of the night I thought. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah,
1: she's fucking cool.
0: Jessica shout out Jessica Pimentel. What a badass Yeah, she's wicked. I I I her band's wicked
2: as well. Like, obviously we she's known for being in Orange oh, Just the New Black. Mm. Um and Alekin's Gun
0: is her band is called m-
2: yeah. And yeah and they, so they killed that band they were, they, 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 we played a bit of them I think at, at the show mm-hmm. uh, yeah she came out and made a very yeah, a very passionate speech and he's obviously a metalhead yeah. uh, which we through and through which I think is yeah, very important
0: yeah I mean the spirit of Hammer is in a world which is always about kind of you know we've given it to people like Brian Blessed in the past and, um, and you know Triple H Bill Bailey Christopher Lee people who are very beloved by our community and in some cases you know they happen to be big metalheads themselves and sometimes they're not but Jessica Vimmons is a lifer and the, the speech she gave about you know it not mattering uh, who you are, what you're into, what colour you are, race, sex, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, was really really cool, mm-hmm. and it really struck a chord with a lot of people. Um, I
1: liked as well that she kept using her metal voice. Like on stage, she did it, and just talking to her in general as well. She'd obviously talk in a normal voice, but she'd also have these moments of just doing like a proper proper metal vocals voice and I was like wow that's powerful I want want to sing like that That that's cool (laughs) There's a lot of people
0: who were really uh, I think a lot of people knew who she was like Luke said because she plays Maria in uh, Orange is the New Black but I think a lot of people are going to be checking out her band now and um, we we got to talk to her a bit at the artist show as well and she was properly stoked so shout out you Jessica Um, Sugar* Parkway Drive both played on the night and both picked up very decent awards um, sugar for inspiration that one kind of explains itself one of the most influential bands of the last 20 years if not more Park Ray Dry picked up the Defender of the Faith award that's an award that's about going above the call of duty and spreading the word of metal but also spreading messages through the word of metal um, and again Winston made a really great uh, speech about how it's important to stand up for what you believe in and uh, people expect you to kind of uh, be a certain way fuck all that be outside the box um, carry the torch do things the way you want to yeah, do them carry a crowbar covered in napalm that, it was, that right was it, it. Yeah. I was trying to remember exactly what he said yeah, <laughs> carry a crowbar covered in napalm it was very cool um, again another speech that really moved people and really got to the essence of what the Garden of Gods is all about so that was great um, we had Maynard James Keenan on stage I know <laughs> that's, that's weird called. isn't it how did that happen that is wild yeah Um, Picking up the Icon Awards, again, self-explanatory, one of the biggest names and most important names in the history of music. And he came out on stage looking very dapper and he seemed to be genuinely chuffed with his gum. Yeah,
1: he had, like you said, he looked very dapper, he had a great suit on, really sort of like a high-end black stylish suit. And he looked pretty happy to be there, just quite sort of understated appearance, but you know, d- just decisive, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. It was it was a star when he rocked it. Yeah. And the um, crowd was so stoked on
2: him walking out as well, because it wasn't announced who it was gonna be, obviously. No. And then Dan Carter, I don't he was doing this like the uh the introductionist of it was, didn't even announce who it was. He was just telling this story about meeting someone in an alley and then just used said, I Maynard said, or something like that, and then everyone went what Yeah, and it was like he's here you're kidding he's here it was really cool and, so then, and then
0: I mean you know just when you think you can't get across seeing the likes of Maynard James Keenan and Wes Borland and all these other legends hanging out together Zach Wild walks out yeah. <laughs> to introduce this year's golden god Ozzy Osborne. uh Ozzy's speech was short but sweet I would say yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. didn't mess around you know he was grateful
1: cool and he came on and he said thank you and it was very cool um yeah it was sort of to the point I guess it
0: was yeah um, and yeah Zach gave a really great speech it was a fun anecdotal one about previous awards Ozzy had won and stuff it was really cool to it was quite was heartwarming stunned. actually yeah it was really nice yeah you um, can tell they're
2: properly friends it's not just we're in a band together like there's, yeah, there's yeah, more yeah, to it yeah. I mean he
0: calls him the boss um, and, and for those that are wondering yes the Osborns all of them the family were backstage and it was like uh, it, at times, it was a little bit like an episode of a certain reality TV show from many years ago. It got a bit wild. But uh, yeah, very, very appreciative for the Prince of Darkness coming down. Um, yeah, what a night. I don't know what else to say, really, other than thank you for everyone who supported it and, and made it happen. It was it was one of the greatest nights of this magazine's life, I think, I and mean, we don't take it for granted. Probably my
2: favourite Golden Gods we've done, I think. I, I think I, mean, I say that every year, but at the same time, this one, they, I think just... Having Ozzy there and then Parkway following it, it was like, this is like the best half hour of anything. Yeah, it
1: was insane. Just ending it on that high of Parkway with Winston going to the crowd, the energy was so high there.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And it's a good point about going from Ozzy to Parkway because, you know, you've got the kind of, probably undisputedly the most famous name in the history of heavy metal on a stage. And then right after that, you've got one of the bands who are really stepping up to kind of make that legacy proud and take it forward. Yeah, yeah. We talk so much on the podcast about who's gonna come and be next headliners, who's gonna take metal forward, etc. 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 And Parkway have absolutely made their stake once again to that um over this last weekend. So that was Golden Gods. Thank you once again. Um, a lot of thing happened this past weekend that just, uh, just went by, guys.
1: What was it, Mel?
0: Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, download Festival, the biggest festival in any self-respecting rock and metal heads calendar. Um, it didn't rain. It didn't rain. Not only did it not rain, but it didn't rain for the second year in a row. And by the end of the weekend, the kind of last couple of days, it was actually gorgeous yeah, weather. It was geez, amazing. Yeah, the the was
2: last crazy, day was yeah. genuinely, you know, like, a hot summer's day absolutely I mean it immense. did
1: rain a little bit on the first day yeah a little, little but
0: when we got, here and there, I think yeah. Yeah.
1: I probably because Sunday was so warm and sunny and sun burningly inducingly warm uh, that became a distant memory
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely um, but yeah fantastic weekend I think um, they made a few uh, site changes in terms of where everything is and stuff like that last year and they kept it like that this year so I think people have got their heads around the slight tweaks they've made to the site now um, and I think that helped the vibe just get straight into people enjoying themselves. And I and I think it was atmosphere wise. I think it was one of the best downloads I've been to. Yeah, yeah. everyone was so happy.
2: I, we I, I it was because there's not many uh, angry bands on the main stage. Of, <laughs> but but, it, but it, yeah, it felt yeah like genuinely like a big celebration of rock music. Really, not, yeah. so, not, not so much metal. Obviously, when you look at Guns and Roses, but it was just rock and roll man
0: hell yes so uh, who did we all see on the Friday then let's try and start on the roughly Friday. from the bottom and, and go uh, on so look Employed to Serve oh yeah small. of course I only saw a little bit of them how was most of their set
2: fucking brilliant like it was I'm trying to remember now it was just a bit yeah they were packed to be fair for them like not the biggest of the day but really really good and yeah they're just, they're, they just they looked like they were a proper band which might which is like a weird thing to say but they sort of came out all wearing branded employee-to-serve shirts, and it was just... And oh, they've gone big time. Yeah, and it, was, and, it was, and it was just because it was about to rain and it was the only coats they had. But they, they were just like, right, okay, we like, we're a proper fucking band now, we mean this. And yeah, everyone was going hard for it. It was, yeah, just great to see, really. And that, 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 to be fair, that's the Avalanche stage, is it? All day was
0: wicked. Yeah, it's very, very good. I saw Cancer Bats on that stage, they were... Again, it was. If you've ever seen Cancer Bats, all you need to know is it was a, another excellent Cancer Bats show. If you haven't <laughs> seen <laughs> Cancer Bats, what the hell's wrong with you? you guys yeah, see how have you managed to not see Cancer? Uh, yeah, it was great. Um, they talked about how kind of playing Hell Destroyer and Full and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Did you see anything else on that? So you saw some other bands on that stage? Uh, right? I saw I saw Cancer Bats and that's it on that stage. I wanted to see Straight from the Path, but I missed it. I uh, I talked to um, someone, uh, shout out Travis Riley, who uh, came out from Straight from the Path, and he said it was very very good as well. Uh, well, I can't. Remember, did, Dipping in and out here. Oh, you went to see Jonathan Davis, didn't you? Yeah, I did. How big, was that? I'm a big
1: fan of Corn and Jonathan's work. And I, I like his Sailor record, even though it's kind of had mixed reviews, I think. People aren't so sure about it. Um, some people kind of like it because they like his Corn stuff. Some people prefer Corn, um, But I think it's cool. It's sort of, you know, spread his wings, done his own thing. And the show was just cool. It was just kind of relaxed. He had some great musicians on stage. He had a guy who was playing violin, he usually plays for Peter Murphy, he's like a proper goth violinist, which was great. Who's Peter Murphy? A goth person. Oh, that is the goth person, sorry. But No, but the violinist was, was all gothed up, and I was like, I wonder, like, he's a violinist, but he's so goth, like, he's more goth than, like, your normal goth, or, you know, I was just like...
0: <laughs> if you want to play along at home, uh, take a shot for every time I'll just said goth.
1: I was like... Which, <laughs> even by
0: her standards, that was quite a lot. I was like, he
1: looks really goth, but why is it, like, how? Shot. Sure. <laughs> anyway,
0: so I spoke to... It was to, good, and he, and he played a Queen of the Jonathan, Dance song, right? He did,
1: yeah. I spoke to Jonathan after the show, and I asked him, and he told me about the Peace Murphy connection, but also Ray Luzier was playing drums, which is cool, oh, cool, because he played on the record, and he looked so happy to be there, and he kept throwing his drumsticks up and catching them and smiling, and it was just, like, a group of people that really enjoyed playing music and were really into Jonathan's music, having a good time on stage. And, yeah, they played um, Forsaken, which is the one that David Draymond sings, in Queen of the Damned, and it was so good, and I, I would love to see a whole Queen of the Damned set one day, but I obviously say, I understand he, he wants to play songs he's just written, yeah, yeah, yeah. not all the songs from the past, but I would love to see that.
0: Jonathan Davis playing A Queen of the Damned song that David Draymond sung while a goth violinist plays is like a sure dream, isn't it?
1: it? Yeah, and it became a, re- <laughs> it became a reality. Yeah, and dreams can come funny, true, guys. Dab his uh, dad from Berry Tomorrow is a big fan of Queen of the Damned, and he sent me a message, I was tweeting about it, he sent me a message saying can you send me videos of it, but I only had <laughs> one where someone like walked in front of it that was terrible, but Classic crap. Album good enough video. for me.
0: Um, some of the kind of uh, earlier main stage bands saw quite a bit of Avatar, um, still feel like they are a great live band, need more songs in my opinion. Yeah, I thought actually... Songs like Hell The Apocalypse basically.
1: I thought actually the set was fantastic because it was, yeah, the what, set was sort amazing of 20, for 30 are. minutes and they played every single song that I love. So it was like I love Avatar in terms of the image and in terms of the music and that kind of thing. I like what they're about, but sometimes I get a little bit bored with some of the songs because it took me a while to find a coherent vibe and I think they're still kind of finding their feet a bit in terms of, like you said, writing songs like Hell the Apocalypse, I think they could do with a few more kind of hits and in inverted commas. But the songs they played at download, it's just you know smells like a freak show and all the kind of ones that you really want to hear and they're open of course with hydraulics with um, the guitarist being lifted up on a throne because with yeah, the new record of Avatar right. Country he's the king so he's they pretend he's the king well he's obviously the real king of this state called Avatar Country and they had him up on the throne like high in the air and then he came down and he played guitar and stuff. So it's that was really dramatic. cool because they are really good at the theatrics. And I think they're at their best when they're doing something theatrical and you can really get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice touch, especially so early on on the main stage to have someone go, Here's one of our musicians in a throne. How do you like that?
0: Yeah, no, it definitely. And it kind made of gets impact. across
1: the, the concept of the record and Avatar Country and. I think at least when they do concept, they do go fully in on it. So fuck.
0: fair fucks to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see what happens with them over the over the next kind of uh, album cycle or so. Uh, saw a little bit of Dragon Force, very widdly as always. Of course, uh, kind of yeah. You know, if you've seen Dragon Force, you know what it. Was <coughs> it was it was very good for what it was. I thought. Um, you saw Mama's that morning. Was that like good? I, I saw it, a bit of it, but I was cool. kind of cutting
2: like, across to do something. It started off pretty badly. To be fair, the sound was all over the place for like the first song or two. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, like bits were cranked up really high, then you couldn't hear Becca, and it was just be like, okay, what's going on? This sucks. But once it sort of, someone pulled their finger out and made it work, uh, yeah, it was great. And I think they, you could tell how much it meant to them. Like a band that obviously took like nearly two years away from what was a very rapid ascendancy mm. uh, to, to come back with a new album this year and then play the main stage at Download. And probably the, well, I guess they're around the same age as Boston, but one of the youngest bands on the main stage this weekend. Uh, getting a decent slot really. They had like forty minutes I think, the half an hour, forty minutes before mm-hmm. Volby. And yeah, like they won over quite what was quite a large crowd, I think, who probably just turned up thinking, I've seen this name around, but I'm here for Avenge or whatever. And yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Mainly new stuff from what I can remember. But they also did um what's the really mathy one from the album before? Oh um, I vibe Tech. Uh, Yeah, Vibe they did VibeTech. Yeah. And it was just like, yes, fucking this is this you know you were download. this is the very metal one. Awesome. Uh, yeah it was wicked I thought I thought they were great ones, ones that kicked off.
0: Um, I saw Volbeat come on after that and um, i got to yeah. say I'm not like a massive Volbeat fan I think I get why people like them because they're really good fun live they've got a great guitar tone and the songs are catchy as fuck um, but I'm not like you, you know I'm not mad on them as such but to be honest they had I think they might have had the biggest main stage crowd of the day I mean it was definitely as big as Avenged was and uh, don't get me wrong Avenged was fucking big volby's was fucking big as well it was it was it was wild actually <laughs> i think a lot of people don't realize just how big this band are i mean they're, they're huge in europe of course they do some like massive massive um, venues out there but i think uh, they just had that slot where i think the sun had started to poke through a bit more and it was just kind of starting to roll into the evening everyone's had a few beers and i think volby really nailed that kind of yeah we're here to just bring the party you know yeah what I mean?
1: yeah just sit like you said sit back with a beer or something yeah, in yeah. A warm place.
0: Absolutely. Fair play to them. Uh, Billet came out and did what Billet always do. Very clinical, impressive stage show. Um, people lost their shit for Poison Era stuff. Yeah, it's um, I thought some of the new material sounded a bit better live than um, it, it maybe does on record. It kind of you can see how it's been written for those big stages. Um, and yeah, again, very very big crowd. Definitely can't really argue with where they're at right now. I thought Avenged Sevenfold. Right. Big, big stuff riding on this, I think. I know everyone puts pressure on the first time you come round and do it, but unlike, say, Slipknot in 2009, where they came in and headlined and basically Mm. gave us downloads best ever set, Avengers kind of just did solidly, I thought, the first time they headlined a few years back. It was really good. It didn't quite kind of have the emotional impact and stuff that I think Slipknot did. Um, I thought they came up and played like they absolutely belong there this year like it just felt everything about it felt right they looked like they belong there the stage show was really good um, the giant inflatable kind of Eddie-esque King thing oh, Eddie was King, fucking yeah. wicked um, the songs sound like they belong there uh, they are They are just now consummate festival headliners I think yeah I think it was a great
2: set well a good set it could have been better I think it, Matt's voice was struggling at times
0: that, that's true yeah I forgot about that yeah his voice was a bit I think um, uh, I heard he might have had a bit, bit of a cold or something yeah yeah maybe yeah, oh, well, so, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't
2: surprise me because you, know, you know they've been on tour for ages so for this year so it wouldn't surprise me if they've you know just a bit knackered and a bit mm-hmm. ill maybe <coughs> like me <laughs> but, um, like us all Luke Well, but, yeah but, but I thought as a, as a show you know you can't really fault Event Sevenfold for the production they bring, and just and those and fair, the, the later songs don't feel like later songs anymore. It just feels like this is an Event Sevenfold set, here are our songs. Mm-hmm. But they did cover Wish You Were Here, which they didn't need to do.
0: First band of the weekend, first the band of the weekend, yeah, not the last, yeah, yeah, they're an interesting choice. I kind of see why they've done that because it's something a bit different. But um, when you've got songs in the locker like they have. You don't always need to do that. We did sneak off for um, a little bit during part of the event set to go and see Tesseract headline the... Uh, Which scent was that? The, the dog. dog the dog through stage, right. So the smallest stage, um, technically speaking, we're still a pretty big stage <laughs> in its own right. And uh, Tesseract absolutely packed it out and they gave what I think might have been the best set of, of that day. Yeah, I think so. That it- was my
1: best set of the festival, I think, to be honest. Oh, wow, really? I mean, you know I'm a fan already so I'm sort of primed to enjoy it but they brought... All their production over from the States where they've been touring, they had a fantastic show, they were throwing everything behind it, uh, the fans in there were really up for it, people who'd come in and maybe didn't know them were really into it, so the whole they had that whole thing of the band and the crowd feeding off each other and they just sounded really massive mm-hmm. um, you know, they can definitely play bigger tents than that, even though it was a you know, really high profile slot already I'd love to see them play download again and get on an even bigger stage than that because, or you know, bigger a lot because when they finished it just felt like it was too soon as well
0: yeah yeah totally fair play to them really good to see a great british band just doing great um yeah awesome awesome stuff uh saturday what were everybody's highlights until we get into the undeniable big talking point yeah
2: yeah so i think what i saw uh wallow tomasi oh yeah you came out raving about that that was amazing that was a proper uh moment for them i think it, because the, well, the new album's amazing anyway mm. uh time will die and love will bury and there's a lot of uh, material from that record, which was great to see, but yeah, they that tent was rammed for Automatic. Brilliant, uh, and, and there's a, so much goodwill towards them. They really want them to do well. Like they've been, I first saw them like 12 years ago, and they, they still feel like a new band. And it's just like, come on, this your time is now, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 let, yeah. Let, let's do this. But after they finished. Uh, the Fever three 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 came on.
0: Oh yeah, for the yeah. I'm quite set Yeah, that surprised was good, so. yeah
2: and that was the best thing I saw of the weekend. Like oh. it was fucking. That was amazing. my second <laughs> best of the weekend. It I mean. was incredible. He <laughs> started off with. Uh, they <laughs> did like a
0: rage thing, didn't they? Like yes, yeah, had... sort
2: of. Yeah, like they had their like, big. Like, project... kind of. Yeah, like, a projector screen came down and it showed. it actually like, like an old timey cinema countdown thing, and then there's a. From what I can remember, there's a lot of. Like, just old news footage of like riots and stuff and Jason stood there in like a boiler suit with a bag over his head for ages uh, for it to a point where you're sort of like is this the whole set is this some sort of protest they're making and then and then suddenly it, or the music kicks in and the, and the projector screen drops and there's about 10 guys stood there with bags on their head and their fists in the air uh, Jason rips his bag off and the band go fucking mental and, cool. and just go yeah insane for about half an hour and so there's like two roadies like constantly on stage fixing mic stands and shaking other stuff off stage because Jason's just breaking everything, <laughs> and it's so. But yeah, the news and the, the I know it's not an album it's technically, a mini album or an EP or whatever it is they've released. It. I played pretty much all of it, and yeah, it was only it, six songs on it. Yeah, it was just so good, and it ended with him you know climbing the scaffolding of the stage and whatever. But just watching Jason go insane again with members of you know of the chariot and you're like this is the this could be the greatest thing ever awesome. uh, yeah I just loved every second of it Like the, the energy in that the room flip. was amazing yeah he's got out from his kit so next to it batter flipped then went back, went <laughs> yeah, back to just his like <laughs> it again. was no big deal so that, yeah, it was just like
0: fair enough mate uh, slightly different vibe Al you went to see Sleep Token on the dog Tuesday I did
1: you? well actually I went to see Bury Tomorrow and then Sleep Token oh okay I saw Barry of, Tomorrow as they well they kind of overlap like um, and it, yeah. was a, it was a really difficult call Because I'm really into both bands And I watched the first bit of Barry Tomorrow And I was expecting them to come in with Black Flame And they came in really strong with Man on Fire And mm. everyone was really fired up about that And the crowd was massive They had a really, Yeah, really they had a brilliant, crowd. brilliant crowd Bury um, in mind's like... Fantastic as well
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly Cemetery
1: It's just one of those I mean, they don't have many songs to play Because it's a short slot But every song they wheeled out You're like, ah, oh, it's this song It's this song it's really good And it just sounded great And Um, I didn't really want to leave to go and see Sleep Token, but I also really love Sleep Tokens and I hadn't seen them before because they'd only done six shows. I think this was their seventh performance. So I just wanted to go and see what it was all about and got in the tent. And then it was really weird because I was all hyped up after Barry Tomorrow and Sleep Token are very much a kind of more introverted, dark proposition. They wear masks, they've got their instruments, they kind of hunch over them, sort of stay in the shadows. And it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Calcutta sounded great. And I like what they've got going on, and I'd, I'd love to see it sometime at their own show in a dark place where um, you can really kind of delve into it. But there was a little bit of me that still wanted to go and watch the rest of Barry Tomorrow, so I snuck out at the end and uh, caught the end of Black Flame. But yeah, it's a shame you always get clashes at festivals, and Just there were two for me room. that I really appreciate both of them. And it was, I'm glad I got to see half of them each, but uh, I want to go and see. Them do proper shows. Yeah, of course. You know,
0: now. I thing is worth saying, we've kind of picked out a few bands, and we talked about like Tesseract, Employed to Serve, Ronald Tamasi, Barry Tomorrow. A lot, lot of British bands really doing well at that this yeah, yeah. weekend. And when you think about uh, the headliners and stuff, obviously, Aussie, obviously, Aussie's British. You know what I mean? Um, it's really kind of, it's really cool to see them still kind of uh, taking a lot of attention for themselves, as it should be. Um, you saw Baby Metal, didn't you? Will
1: I did. I saw Baby Metal.
0: How is the new era settling in? And, and was was more importantly, was you either? No, oh, but it does,
1: it does feel like a new, a new era. That's the weird thing, it really does, because they came on and... She was
0: holding them back, if anything. <laughs> Don't say but, um, that. You've seen those fans, we'll be, we'll be in serious trouble. <laughs>
1: it felt like a new era. Um, they obviously are doing this new storyline. It's a dark storyline. So they came on and they had black outfits on and they had, what are those things called that you hold? Like a staff. They had like weird staffs. them yeah across from inception and staff it didn't have like it was like had like a round bit at the end so yeah maybe accepted i don't know and they were kind of like thumping them on the floor and their outfits are like darker than usual and they've got loads of eyeliner on and they've obviously you know got older since they came and played here because they were only teenagers when they started and now they're kind of getting into their 20s and so they just genuinely look kind of grown up and more mature and it was super dramatic and when you kind of think about them in the old outfits now, the black and the red ones, that sort of seems like it was ages ago. They, they really seem to have grown up and matured quite a lot. And then, obviously, the songs came out. Oh, and I guess the Yui thing, to address that, they had a uh, Sue Metal at the front, as usual, who's the main vocalist, and then Mera was behind her. And then instead of Yui, they had two other girls who were dancing. So they had three people behind Sue Metal. And it's quite an interesting change, because what... The way that they did that, it really allowed Su-metal to go around the stage and kind of be more of a front person rather than doing the choreographed dance with the others, while the others um, kind of did it all around her and there being three people instead of two doing that, it kind of gave the stage like a lot more action and a lot more energy, so that was quite cool to see. And yeah, it kind of really did feel like watching the next Evolution. I wonder if they're going to do some kind of Su-metal solo album at some point, whether they're kind of priming her for that. Um, i'm not sure what's happening with yui whether she's going to come back i don't know whether if she did come back if they'd keep the extra dancers and kind of make it bigger in that way there are a lot of questions that remain unanswered and sadly the fox god did not come down and tell us the answers although sea metal did dance around at one point with a kitsune mask and kind of hold it over hers and stuff so there was you know the allusion to the ever-present fox god but he did not tell us about what his plan is well, for Baby Metal?
0: We will find out in due course, I am sure. It was great uh, though; it
1: was super entertaining, and again, the crowd was massive. Uh, karate sounded good, and that's the best song.
0: So, great. Yeah. Um, we talked about Parkway Headlining the Gods earlier, so if you want an idea of what they're like, at Download. Take what was at Golden Gods and times it by fifty. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was I saw crazy. kind of the middle section of the set. Oh, I and saw the start of it. They just uh, they owned that stage. The second stage, a download if you've never been. The second stage is um, very very big outdoor stage in its own right. And when that field's packed, it looks pretty impressive. And they totally packed it out, um, which given that people were already queuing up for Guns N' Roses, is no small feat. Um, and yeah, kind of felt like when Avenged did Sonisphere that year. Um, when they were headlining the second stage and you went and watched them and you just thought that band is gonna be headlining festivals one day and I and I Parkway have all the tools to do it, so fair fucks to them. Um unless you happen to like kind of uh a lot of straight up rock and roll, um Guns N' Roses was the thing on Saturday. Yeah. What are we saying? Oh, well, it was long. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So you
1: guys all had a go at me last week when I was like, I'm looking forward to it, but I think I will get maybe a bit tired in the middle. And I think for me, there still were too many covers in the middle that I felt made it sag a bit. Like the momentum dropped a bit. I thought they were really good and I had a great time, but I probably could have had an hour less and been just as happy.
2: No, I agree. I think they didn't play the full three and a half hours. They played for three, which is still a long ass time. But they did, yeah, like you say, it did dip in the middle where they just sort of threw in a load of covers and Slash just went off on one yeah there's a lot of soloing
0: but it was interesting our um, editor-in-chief of Hammer and Classic Rock Scott Rowley um, was there and he saw it and he made quite an interesting point it was like well they could have come out and just played the hits and left but they actually kind of messed around and did some fun stuff and you know tried to make the songs do more and work a bit more for what they were Um, which is quite an interesting thing and I can can see that you know they didn't just what they certainly weren't doing was going through the motions um, so that was cool, but yeah, a lot, a lot of soloing, a lot of extended jams, a couple of unnecessary covers. That said, every time I, t- I started to turn around to someone and kind of going, oh, "This is starting to drag on a bit now," they just drop something and our yeah, place yeah, would yeah. go off again. Um, Axel's rose, Axel, Axel's rose. Axel's <laughs> voice definitely wasn't as good as it was last year. But i still just about, about got away with most of it, I think.
2: He looked so happy to be at Donington He looked well, so, like And
0: I'll tell you what, to, to be honest, regardless of where the set went after that, I think Axel Rose coming on stage and saying, do you know where the fuck you are? You're in Donington, baby. Yeah. Like, that is... I don't know if I'll ever hear a better thing at a festival. So good. Like,
2: 100,000 people all just going, yes! Yeah, yeah, it was amazing.
0: And um, they covered Slither by Velvet Revolve. Yeah. Uh, it's probably
1: my favourite bit, actually, because I just really into that Velvet Revolve when it came out, Contraband, wasn't it? Mm. And that song, I just listened to it so many times. So I thought it
0: was... it was. I like that. Experiencing it was awesome because everyone went mental and it was played flawlessly, honestly. I just thought it was very strange that Axel sung it in his high pitch because to me, when he goes low like this, like, that's like... <laughs> that, that would have sounded better if I hadn't been... Let's in heaven. But yeah, when he does do that, um, he uh, to me, that's very much in Scott Weiland's range. And so I found it weird that he kind of did the wee, 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 thing, like, high-ended. I was just actually
1: it, kind of going, well, you know, I didn't sing this song originally, but... Yeah, a fired fighter. I'm sure that's the word he used. Yeah, and it,
0: it meant you could kind of harmonise over it and stuff, which was interesting. But it was a bit of an odd, it's bit of an odd thing. But yeah, like Paradise City slams, you could be mine was amazing. Um, Sweet yard of mine probably got the most people running back into the field that I've ever seen.
2: All I could see was just people holding their phones in the air. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. and November Rain you just look around and everyone's
0: just like not, uh, a, not in a negative way November but it, but it,
1: Rain will never not be good
0: yeah never not be good and the sun was just setting as they're playing it and it was like yeah, it was it's, just a moment yeah it was a moment it was still too... no My Michelle though Axel yeah weird all that all that oh, time and it. you don't play My Michelle very strange Yeah, um, wish you were here but yeah, good, good fun all the same. Uh, yeah, When you've got a set list that good, at least parts of it are always going to be amazing. Um, I had to leave site on Sunday to start getting stuff ready for God's. What, what were your highlights of the day? I saw one band. Oh, god And
2: I uh, apologise to everyone else. Uh, but I saw uh, Body Cam and it was f- <laughs> amazing, amazing. Like, they opened on Raining Blood, uh, like their cover of uh, Raining Blood. And it was just brilliant. Like the, the, like the drummer came on, I forget his name, and he starts going like, bum 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 and you saw oh he's just warming up yeah okay let's check, check if he's working they just kept <laughs> doing it and the crowd was like no they're not going to and then yeah suddenly just the riff kicks in and you got Ice-T singing uh, Raining Blood to about 20,000 people or whatever it was it was fucking amazing awesome and yeah then just loads of you know bangers after that Jamie Jaster came out for Cop Killer which was wicked oh cool uh, and then I can't remember if that, that was the end I can't remember but um then Ice T brought out his two-year-old daughter for talk shit, and get shot, that, <laughs> uh, which was amazing. The most family-friendly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it was wicked, and yeah, like it was a, it was a proper like joyous uh, moment, really, for what is yeah, on the surface quite an aggressive band, but I think there's a lot of fun and you know in- entertainment to be had there. And speaking to Ice T afterwards. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back very soon because they've got a new album coming next year about sound.
0: Awesome. Well, they did play Coco on Tuesday as they well. Didn't, they did indeed, and that looked violent London. as hell. It looked wild. Oh, you were uh, presenting at the uh, the Zippo um, sessions 10 all day, wasn't it? And yeah, had Band-S on Sunday, so that must have been cool.
1: Yeah, they were fantastic. Really, they're so talented. Like, John and Gina playing together on their acoustic guitars just was fantastic. They were so, like you said before, they're an emotional band and they're a heavy band. And even seeing them in an acoustic capacity, they've still kind of got that heavy emotion in there, and they're just chlorine and wine was excellent. Oh, God. Um, I'm
0: actually quite amazed I didn't get to see that. That must have been amazing. I,
1: they're just, they're just fantastic musicians, and when they sing, you know, it's there's there's something in there. It's not just them playing a song and they're actually feeling it, and that's vibe you get from it so I felt really privileged to see that because there are only 100 people in that tent watching it and it was just such a good session
0: Awesome, well thank you to everyone who came and supported our, uh, our Zippo sessions we'll be doing them again next year for sure uh, Thanks for everyone who came and didn't laugh too hard uh, when Alistair Black threatened to kick my head off in the NXT interview we did in the ring as well <laughs> on a Saturday, that was scary um, That's yeah.
1: a nice thing to say
0: <laughs> Well, you know as it goes um, Yeah, very very cool weekend, shout out download uh, did of course win the best event at Golden Gods a day later and richly deserved because um, I think when the stars align it still is just the, the biggest game in town and it was a wicked weekend yeah, so shout out everyone and team download what a lovely time we've got time for one question this week uh, someone want to take this one from Ben Wilmot uh, yes uh, with Guns N' Roses headlining download this
2: year and all the hullabaloo around that does this hullabaloo hullabaloo, hullabaloo, hullabaloo Does this suggest that the majority of downloads audience are more bothered about who is headlining than the undercard? Would you guys rather go to a festival with a massive headliner and an undercard that has suffered a bit because all the budget has been blown on the headliner or a stacked bill headlined by a band that is good but not jaw-dropping exciting?
0: Well, I think it's worth remembering that this isn't, you know... This isn't any band. This is Guns N' Roses with Slash and Duff back in the fold, headlining Donington. Yeah,
2: if it was the same Guns N' Roses that headlined in 2006, I'd probably have just watched partway drive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you know, it just depends. I think if you want, if you want to headline a festival, you need to have something special, and to and to be able to do that, you know, it's expensive to put that kind of a show together, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to maybe scringe a bit on some of the rest of the lineup but if you look at through some of the highlights we plucked out this year there was tons of great stuff and, and the, the thing is is that yeah Guns had an absolutely huge um, uh, turnout but so did all the other bands like most times I went into any of the tents it was packed um, Parkway and Berry Tomorrow both had massive crowds on the second stage I think I think music, quite, quite right across the board, got a pretty good showing this year.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we just talked about Saturday, and we're also enthusiastic about all the bands that we actually saw on that day. So, even though Guns were on and they did have a longer set time, and other people maybe had to have slightly shorter ones or move further back in the day, all the sets that we saw were fantastic, were brilliant bands, and everyone was fully into seeing them. So, I don't think that day lineup suffered under Guns.
2: No. unless let's look to the main stage. Which I think was a, a, which is, you know, it's probably says a lot about us not going to the main stage until Guns N' Roses came on.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, I guess that's also catering to fans who are just, fans of, and, <laughs> just fans of Guns N' Roses. Just fans of Guns and Roses, who, you know, are just more fans no, exactly, of that classic yeah. rock lineup. And if you were fans of Guns N' Roses, <clears> you probably would have really loved all that. But because we're into more metal kind of stuff, we obviously went to see the bands under yeah. the yeah. stages. And, and
0: to be fair, all right, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It was a bunch of kind of straight up rock and roll bands playing straight up rock and roll music but I mean Blackstone Cherry sub-headlines I think people take for granted the fact that they do arenas now yeah, they're, so they're, they're, they're they are not, not a small band. when they come back I think yeah exactly so it kind of made sense for what it was but yeah um as we said before that I, I don't think any any generation of bands or style of bands got a hard time of it at all at that like this year I think it was really successful for everyone involved But
2: well, to answer Ben's question would you go to a festival with a massive headliner and a weak undercard or a
0: bill of mixed ability. It fully depends how much
1: yeah. i like the headliner. If it's if it's Metallica
0: doing something special or it's a Maiden or a, again a Guns
1: Soul, something nice like males.
0: that. But when you've got so many exciting but you know like I, the thing i'm most excited about hitting festival season next year is Ghost. Yeah. Because when that album is those songs are properly sunk into everybody wherever they bring it it's going to be amazing. And i, I don't think they'll be headlining Download i don't think that'll be wrong no, for them no, right now no, no, but um, you know if they got a Parkway-esque slot that that could steal the whole weekend for me so it just depends
2: if they're a download I hope and they'll probably give me too big to be in one of on the tent I just hope they play at night time that's all I otherwise yeah. it'll be a bit weird good points well Because can also see
1: them with Pyro actually
0: ghost yeah yeah absolutely i'd like love prop, to see like some of the stuff pyro get a like, spinning drum kit out exactly come on. Yeah. yeah flame all bands should have flaming spinning drum kits
1: flaming nuns
0: flaming <laughs> flaming no. set them on fire
1: sister imperator imperator how do you
0: say that imperator i think
1: sister imperator fuck
0: no. we're tired it's been a long old week but it's been so great to see the rock scene in such unbelievable health. once again thank you so much for everybody why are you waving at the thing? I can't see it.
1: I was telling you that I'm leaving. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is not obvious we're just about to say goodbye. God you're you're doing a really separate one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everybody that came down to rep at the Golden Gods. It was one of the best nights we've ever had at the magazine, and you know we're just getting started with that shit. The uh, Avengers Seven fold mega issue is still out, um, only for about a week or so. So get out there and get hold of it while you can. Um, next week we're going to review Alice in Chains. Uh, we're going to go see uh, A Perfect Circle we actually saw him yesterday but we haven't had time to talk about it today we'll get on that next week um, and yeah rate and subscribe on iTunes or Acast uh, we're going to bed yeah. <laughs> please
1: I'm not I'm going to see A Perfect Circle again
0: oh god you're a maniac see you later everyone have a good weekend see bye bye bye